Hey Light Anglers, today is March 24th. My name is Jack and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. We'll be spending the next five to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it. Before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a five-star review, rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show. Here on the light angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather we try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right, y'all. Well, we got Kia back here with us today. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and uh, she is actually going to start us out Which with is rude. this story. Ladies first. Age before beauty. Wait, that doesn't work. Nope. Don't you say it. Huh. Don't you say it. Why don't you just read our first story? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is from USA Today. <clears throat> Last month, Ronaldo Munez's murder conviction was overturned after he served 30 years in prison for a crime he did not commit as a teenager in Chicago. His case is now the 3,000th exoneration in, in the U.S. since 1989, according to the National Registry of, of Exoneration. Corrupt policing was so common in the 1980s that it became known as the U.S. Capitol for wrongful convictions and false confessions. Thank you, Jack. There were more than 600 murders in Chicago in 1985, and the gang crime officers were looking for suspects that September when they spotted a teenager walking along the city streets. The boy, Ronaldo, the boy was Ronaldo Munez, who was beaten by police that night, ultimately convicted of murder. <clears throat> he always said he did not commit. Nearly 37 years later, Munoz's conviction was overturned last month, making his case the 3,000th known exoneration in the United States. The National Registry of Exoneration told USA Today on Wednesday, this group has tracked every known overturned conviction since 1989. Uh-oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> it's stuck why'd you break it oh because i'm here with you there you go it's not working oh my it's not working no it's really not oh my all right well well that goes that basically this young man or no longer young man was exonerated after all of this time um the police back in chicago was extremely corrupt for beatings charging murders onto people who just had nothing to do with anything and so um the innocence project actually got a hold of his case and they went through it and it's taken this long to get overturned and it finally did get overturned hey jack you remember when that happened to me when the innocence project had to come and set me free no i don't remember that <laughs> at all <laughs> i don't think that ever happened yes it did and kia's laptop is still frozen so that stinks but uh yeah. you know it's three thousand. yeah you know a lot of time we like to celebrate big numbers and celebrate them going up but uh this is not one of those cases three thousand times i mean goodness our uh what do you point your finger at? The judicial system? Absolutely. The police? Both of them. Because is, but is there a better way? Yeah. Not having corrupt people. <laughs> That's, I mean, but here's the thing. So 
even though I can't get through the rest of the article, it actually is going for twice that number because right now there are over 4.4 million wrongly convicted people that that the um, Innocence Project has found that are in um, that have been charged for felonies, misdemeanors in prison as we speak that they're trying to get exonerated. It's crazy. I mean, there's uh there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of bad things that happen, and it sucks when people. More than sucks, it's horrible when people end up, you know, in prison yeah. for something they didn't do. So glad he finally got free. Sorry, he had to not be free for that long. That yeah, sticks. unfortunately, some people have to go through that, and I want to apologize to y'all because <laughs> I don't have scripture for y'all. My computer just went blank. Do you remember what it was? Brain fart. <laughs> no, <laughs> what your scripture was, man? Oh no. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good effort, babe. <laughs> All right. So we'll get into mine then. This will make you feel better. I mean, this is just going to lift you. This is from Breitbart.com. First woman black Supreme Court nominee won't define woman. Hmm. <laughs> Judge Katanji Brown Jackson refused to define the word woman in her Supreme Court confirmation hearing Tuesday, but she and Democrats repeatedly opined on the historical significance of the fact that she is the first black woman nominee. In an exchange with Senator Marshall Blackburn, uh, Judge Jackson refused to define the term woman, saying she was not a biologist, though the definition of gender is a key legal issue in debates over transgenderism. A uh, little blurb. So Senator Blackburn said, can you provide a definition of the word woman? Jackson said, no, I can't. <laughs> Blackburn said, you can't? Jackson said, I'm not a biologist. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> Earlier, Judge Jackson had no problem talking about what her nomination meant as a woman and never questioned the use of that term. For example, when Senator Dianne Feinstein, for example, said, Judge Jackson, if confirmed, you would become the sixth woman to ever serve on the Supreme Court. You would join Justices Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Coney Barrett on the bench. This would be the nearest we have ever come to gender, equ gender equity on the Supreme Court. There would be four women on a court with nine justices. What are your thoughts on what it means for our country to have women serve in meaningful numbers on the federal bench? And in particular, what would it mean to have four women serving on the Supreme Court for the first time in history? Jackson responded, I think it's extremely meaningful. Since I was nominated to this position, I have received so many letters and photos from little girls around the country who tell me that they are so excited for this opportunity and that they thought about the law in new ways because I am a woman, because I am a black woman. There were several similar exchanges with Democrat senators who drew attention to the fact that Judge Jackson is a woman. President Joe Biden specifically promised to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court during the 2020 campaign. So that's it, folks. Someone who's so proud to be a woman uh, doesn't know what a woman is. Wow. Ma'am, how do you feel about that? As a woman, what, what says you? Well, you know, honestly, it's not very hard to define what we are. No. But I'm a little crass, so I won't define Thank how you. we are yeah, in good. my terms. Let's keep it clean. But it's very easy to define what we are, who we are. I mean, we th we're the only ones who can create life. Yeah. There you go. So this whole process and everything about the world right now is really irritating because they're undermining women. So right now, the woman of the year is a man. And the fastest female swimmer in all of NCAA is a man. Okay, first off, 
first okay. off, do yeah. it correctly. They're transgender. Okay. And 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 I hear what you're saying. I mean, you can put whatever title, but at but the end of the day, there's born man, as a man. man and woman. Yes, and they were okay. born as men, and they changed over. So I hear what you're saying, but we're not going to get into this whole big thing where people are no. going to curse you but <laughs> for calling these women men, mm-hmm. even though they were born men. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that women should be offended. I am. You should be. And I mean, I don't know why more people aren't standing up against this because what happened to taking a person for what they know, their knowledge, their wisdom, their character, and, you know, putting them in a position that all of those things fit into vice the color of their skin or their their gender or their gender. Right. I mean, when did those things become the priority? It's been that way for a while since all of this uh, politics have they, jumped up. They call it wokeness. Is that what that's called? That's what that's called. I'm, I'm gonna call it something else, but well, okay. you'll get censored. Yeah, you're gonna you're about to be kicked off the show. No, I'm not. You love me. Okay. That doesn't have anything to do it's with everything. To number do with two it. in the chair. Anyway, scripture. Gen- <laughs> <laughs> Genesis two eighteen says, "Then the Lord God said." It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Pretty simple. She could have just said that. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, and it's not going to get any better. It's only going to continue to get worse. Long story short, the world is a mess, and we should not be living for the world. Even though it's a world we have to live in. We should be living for, for Jesus God. Christ. There that's only one being that you should be living for. Nothing should be above him. And that's the problem. That a lot of people just don't care about what's important anymore. Well, yeah. They don't see what's important. No. They look at dumb... Mm, sorry. Yeah, almost yeah, said it. Do dumb it. stuff <laughs> versus what can actually change the world for better. Well, what's, yeah, what's important is staring at a screen and wondering who's wearing what. Or- <laughs> What what new what do they call them? TikTok challenges? Or oh, TikTok yeah, challenges! Yeah, oh, you're you so old. You said TikTok. Did I? Yes, it's TikTok. I don't know on the interwebs what that is. <laughs> but uh, I don't even have an account. I don't think. Yes, but, you um, do. Do I? Yes, you do. All right. Well, it's under Homer Simpson. Huh? I, obviously, <laughs> one of my kids made that for me. Anyway, um, yeah, that's what's important. That and money and stuff. I guess. I don't know. But anyway, let me pray us out. All right. We need some positivity here. Let's talk to Jesus. (laughs) Father God, thank you for this day and new opportunities to live this life fulfilling your will. I pray you will bring the innocent who are persecuted and imprisoned peace and freedom. And I ask that those blessings be fulfilled sooner than later. I also come to you and ask that people would focus more on you and the truth than appealing to the ways of this world. Help us all to be more like your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was a good one, Jackie. Thanks, man. I put I put some work into that. I dotted, dotted my T's and crossed my I's. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> there you go. That's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in the darkness.